0: Jesus is coming again, and again. Welcome to Right Start with Jim Custer, teaching pastor of Grace Polaris Church in Columbus, Ohio. We're waiting for what the Bible calls the Blessed Hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. But there will be more than one appearing. Yesterday, Jim took us through three future developments. We could use the shorthand Rapture, Armageddon, and New Jerusalem. The point is to lift our heads because our redemption draweth nigh. Here's part two of Jim's sermon.
1: God has a plan. And we are told over and again in the epistles and in the gospels that we are to lift up our eyes and look beyond this moment into the future. I was astonished the last ten days preparing for this message. Astonished again at how much focus the Bible puts on this. That the people of God, the people who know God, the people who love God are futuristic. We, we quickly confess that what you see now is not what you get. You're not seeing Jim Custer in his full and final and perfect form. That's still future. And when you look in the mirror, you're not seeing what God is finished with. You're simply seeing yourself at this present moment in his grace. And that mirror cannot tell you what you will look like when you're finished. Our future is our hope. We are not looking in the rearview mirror at a great historic past. We as Christians are called to look out the windshield into the future. And as described by the pattern of God's word, we are to shape our lives in expectation of future events that are promised and prophesied in this book. For our purposes this morning, I want to limit my comments to three, just three main points. Look with me again, please, at this marvelous text in Titus. It says that this this teaching does not arise from the wrath of God or the vengeance of God, but rather the same grace of God which brings salvation to us also informs us and focuses us into the future. Look at it. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly lust we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present age. That means you are to be out of step. I am to be out of step. With the culture. That's what that says. I am not to march to the drum beat. I am not to allow those emphasis and those pressures around me to dictate my morals, my morality, or my conduct. I am to march in this present age to a different drum beat. And not only am I to take my cues from a different unworldly drumbeat but I am to focus my attention forward look at it while in this present age I am to live soberly righteously and godly I am to be looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. And by the way, that's the same Jesus Christ who gave himself for us on the cross and who rose in resurrection power to redeem us from our sins and to purify us by his spirit that we might be a people uniquely equipped to please God. The phrase that catches our attention this morning is verse 13, looking for the blessed hope, and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. My beloved friends, the 39 books of the Old Testament merge with one message. Jesus is coming. The four Gospels resonate with one message. Jesus has come. Acts and all the epistles resonate with the message, Jesus is coming again. And the book of the Revelation, Jesus has come again. The whole message of the 66 books of this wonderful Bible focus our attention Forward to the intervention of God, the supernatural, spectacular, dramatic intervention of God in human history. There are three such major moves that God makes clear in His Word and these are to be the focus these are to be the tug these are to be the magnetic pull that the tug that draw my attention my energies my focus my hope these are the things that ought to motivate jim custer every waking moment there is the appearance according to the text the appearance the glorious appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ that the Bible calls the rapture. If you're making notes, write that down, rapture. It is most dramatically described in the book of Thessalonians. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul says, This we say unto you by the word of the Lord. This was not Paul's dream. This was not the the... the the dream of isaiah this was not the revelation of daniel something that those older prophets could never imagine jesus the lord revealed to paul and here's what it is for this we say to you by the word of the lord that that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout of the archangel of the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. That will take place so quickly that 1 Corinthians 15 says, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. It has often been called a secret coming sometimes even in scorn. But it is secret only to those who do not know Jesus Christ. All who know Jesus Christ will be dramatically involved in that great snatch, and we will go from earth to heaven instantly. Three things to remember about that. Number one, you will receive a new body. Number two, you will stand before what's called the judgment seat of Christ, and your behavior, your works as a believer, will be evaluated, and you will either receive or you will lose rewards that God loves to give those who follow him. Number three, you will be transported from earth to heaven And all the citizens of heaven will immediately become your forever group. You're going to see Pastor Dick. You're going to know him. You're going to see my mother, my grandfather. You're going to see your uncle, your aunt. Those who've gone on before are waiting, and we are going to be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That's the first part of God's future. It is going to traumatize the citizens left on the earth. And the systems of government and the spiritual forces that are arrayed behind those human governments, demons, principalities and powers, are going to have a heyday. Satan will at last have his moment in the spotlight. The second great coming of Jesus Christ is described in Revelation chapter 19. And there the Lord Jesus Christ descends from heaven riding upon a horse, a white horse, his clothes bloody. He descends from heaven, engages all the armies of the world, destroys them, establishes his kingdom, his capital in Jerusalem, summons all living people on the earth at that time to Jerusalem for a judgment. Three things you want to remember about that event. Number one, there will be no grace in that judgment. In one hour, one day, every living mortal upon the whole face of the earth will be evaluated as to righteous, unrighteous, saved, lost, and instantly removed from the earth if they are unrighteous. Number two, you'll want to remember that when Jesus comes back at that time, he will establish his kingdom on this earth and no one will ever again sneer and say, Jesus, everyone will see him come and everyone will have a personal, responsible impact upon their lives, everyone, no one, will be excluded from that judgment. But he will establish his his kingdom upon this earth, and for 1,000 years he will rule the world, and righteousness will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Satan will be bound in the bondless pit. He won't be free. The minions of darkness will be bound. They will not be able to tempt men. Thirdly, the curse that causes the rule of claw and fang will be removed. The deserts will blossom. The animals that are now ferocious and deadly will be docile and domestic. There will be no sickness. There will be no pain there will be no injustice for 1,000 years upon the earth. God will immediately, immediately rule the earth through his representative for 1,000 years. Got that? Number three, the third great movement of God is when Jesus Christ appears, in the midst of what has been called in Scripture the New Jerusalem. You can read about it in Revelation chapters 21 and 22. And many times the prophets in looking forward could not discern whether the blessed conditions they were describing were going to take place on the earth during that thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ, or whether what God was telling them was foretelling experiences in the time when the new Jerusalem would descend from heaven. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ will dwell in the very center of that celestial place called the new Jerusalem. It's described, their dimensions there. It's, you can read all about it. But the presence of Jesus Christ is so powerful and so immediate that there'll be no sun like we have in the present solar system. That the innate light of the glory of Jesus Christ will be the equivalent of the sun and will radiate out from that magnificent place called the New Jerusalem. Three things you want to remember about that. Number one, in connection with that New Jerusalem descending from God out of heaven, remember, There will also be a new earth. The present heavens and earth will be destroyed by fire. Read about it in 2 Peter chapter 3. All the works of unrighteousness will be forever destroyed. All the fossils, all of that will be totally destroyed. Jesus says, I make all things new. (laughs) Now, I didn't get to see Genesis 1 take place. God said, let there be light. Boom, there was light. And God said, let the, let the earth bring forth, and the earth brought forth. Let the waters bring forth, and boom! I, I, I didn't get to see that. I hope God has videos. I'd like to pop those in and watch that. But, but I will see the next one. I will see the next one. That's the first thing. When that new Jerusalem descends from from God out of heaven, it will be brought down in connection with and in approximate relationship to a new earth. And in that new earth, there'll be no sea, no sun, no sin. (laughs) Ay, yay, yay, yay! What a day that's going to be! That's the first thing you remember. Number two, remember that that new Jerusalem is nothing different than the place Jesus Christ is preparing for you, Christian friend, right now in heaven. Remember John 14, he said in the upper room, I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I have come again and receive you on my soul. Remember that, John 14? Okay, that's the place. It is now in heaven. It will remain in heaven until this old earth has run its course. And that is at least, at least a thousand and seven years yet that this old earth in its, in its cosmic form with the sun, moon, and stars will remain intact. But then it's all going to be destroyed. And it's going to be a new heavens, new earth. And that marvelous celestial city that's my eternal home and yours, Christian friend, is going to descend from God out of heaven in proximity to that new earth, okay? Remember that. Uh, Just one last thing. In that day, in that day, there will be no unrighteousness, no injustice, nothing that pollutes or defiles for the citizens of the new Jerusalem or the citizens of the new earth. And all that defiles and pollutes will have been destroyed by fire or will be in the lake of fire, for that's where the devil and all unbelievers will be bound forever and ever and ever. And then the last thing, remember, that as far as Scripture says, that earth will never never be defiled forever and ever and ever and ever and ever we will live with the Lord so what's the point Jim The point is the number one burning question in my heart today needs to be am I looking for Jesus Christ that first of these three great movements of God am I giving not laying up for my soul's treasures on earth and wrath and dust, dust corrupt and thieves break through and steal, but am I investing, laying up treasures in heaven? Is my anticipation and expectation upward or outward? Am I content to live in the world around me in this day, knowing that God's going to change all of that in His good time? And am I taking with me day by day, am I strategizing every day to take with me the one thing in this world that is eternal, and that's people. My friend, do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? I'm telling you, Jesus could be here before you go to your meal today at noon. He may not be here for another 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 years. He may be here before you go to bed tonight. You may stand in the Lord's presence or you may be left behind if you're not prepared to meet him. The best advice I can give you, be ready. The grace of God that brings salvation means that God in His grace has provided salvation for you, my friend. You can be part of this magnificent experience. You don't have to be left behind. But the only way you will be included in the top side of all these marvelous things that God has prepared is to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the only way. And to the degree that we set our sights and fill our hearts and minds with those things that are eternal pertaining to the Lord's return and appearance, to that degree, we will live soberly, righteously, godly in this present life. To that degree, we will purify ourselves anticipating His return. And purify, there are means to get rid of the things that defile you. That's all that means. It means to identify and lay aside the things that make your life unpleasing to God, the things that block His making you like Jesus. Oh, my friend, be looking for the glorious appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Expect it. Plan on it. Let it be your last thought at night. Let it be your first thought in mourning. Pray that God will keep this before your minds, before my mind, before my eyes, that it'll affect, influence, it'll permeate and penetrate everything we do. Because it's coming. That's the only thing. It's really permanent. In the, in the hymn 128, we read, Face to face with Christ my Savior, face to face, what will it be? What another great song Chan sang. Wow, I can only imagine. When with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ, who died for me. Oh, wow. Only faintly now I see him with the darkening veil between. But a blessed day is coming when his glory shall be seen. All the world will know who Jesus is. All the world will confess that we are right and they were wrong. What rejoicing in His presence, when are banished grief and pain, when the crooked ways are straightened and the dark things shall be plain. Face to face, O oh, blissful moment, face to face to see and know, face to face with my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who loves me so. Wow. And with the Spirit of God and with the Apostle John, we pray, even so, come quickly, come quickly. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. And when you come, find us, our lamps trimmed, shining brightly, our walk straight, our behavior honorable. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, Paul wrote. Not that all will receive that salvation, but it's available to all. God's salvation is a person, and in fact, that's his name, the salvation of Yahweh, or Jesus. He will appear again, and we should think and talk more about that. Today, we heard the remainder of Jim's sermon, The People of God Are Futuristic. If you'd like to have the entire message on CD, we'll be happy to get it to you for your gift of $7 or more. For $59 or more, we'll send you our entire series called The People of God. That's an album of 17 CDs. To get an instant replay of today's radio program, you can navigate to our website, rightstartradio.org. While you're on the site, you can hear past shows, play or download the uncut sermon files. Click over to iTunes to get signed up for the daily podcast, email us, and more. We've tried to maximize the ways you can interact with us at rightstartradio.org. One of the important things you can do there is to make a secure online donation. Right Start depends on listeners not just hearing and liking the show and telling their friends about it, but praying for us and giving financially too. Thanks to everyone who helped bring today's program to the airwaves. You can always mail us at Right Start, P.O. Box 437, Worthington, Ohio, 43085 USA. Or during business hours, call one 800 984 that's 800 984 2313. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan Pope. The people of God has been a rich vein of material for Jim, and I think you can tell he's enjoying the topic. Have a great weekend, and let's gather back here to get the new week off to a right start.